Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, welcome in Celtics Post Game Show. We're getting started. There's some rustling right there. What's going on? <laughs> Damn. That, lack of something. That That's would be this ready. water bottle. I was trying to yeah. take the label off of it because I didn't hear all of it. Ads out. Yeah, we're hearing all of it. The Celtics are back, baby. Brought to you by Poland <laughs> Springs. The, Celt- the Celtics beat the Raptors reserves tonight, 132-125. This That's was a weird game. Football. I thought you guys <laughs> said they never left. This this game was hey, weird. they were dead. We were talking about it from, from Brad Stevens' outfit down to the closing lineup. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a weird game, man. You got you got Teague, so weird. Chris Boston, Boston, yeah, thirty there, points, and then Grant. What a weird game this was. You got and, and, I mean, Boucher in. up, yeah. the water boy hitting yeah. all these threes. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Boucher, Powell, Stanley out. Johnson. Like who this are is, these guys? This is the Raptors system. It doesn't matter. Lowry's going to leave, and then some guy off the bench named Malachi Flynn's probably going to come in and be the best point guard. This isn't the Raptors system. This is the Celtics giving up threes. Like This is the Celtics going up against a team that has more than, what, four guys or, or so. That can, I don't that know. Can open the Raptors three. produce guys out of nowhere. Boucher, he wasn't – Jimmy said during the game he didn't even exist a year ago, and now he's – one of the no, best young centers he's playing, in the league. He's playing the Celtics, where, where Raptors' dreams come true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't we say? Didn't we say before last show that there was going to be a performance like that? Oh man, yeah, yeah. It, not only because it's comeback. I mean, it's not not only because it's payback for for what the Celtics did to them at TD Garden, but it's payback for last year and and, and for this ongoing rivalry or or whatever you want to call it because that the, the Raptors those three point shots always go in against the Celtics, and the Celtics just let the. I mean. They do it against a lot of teams, but especially against the Raptors because the Raptors have weapons. They have guys that can do that. I'll tell you this. You're going to see that Tatum went to the free throw line for two free throws at the end. They weren't important for the game, but was important for something else. You're going to see that on SportsCenter tonight, him missing that first one. That ooh, that ruined some people's night. Oh, it was that, that was the spread buster there? Yep, yep. <laughs> that was it. Really? Uh, yeah. It reminded uh-huh. me – I was in college, and uh, I think Syracuse was up two, and it was a two-and-a-half-point spread. And they got some garbage free throws at the end with one second left. So they need to just hit one of those free throws for the cover, and the first one misses. And you just hear the whole crowd silent. You just hear one guy go, oh! And then the second one misses, and the guy even louder, oh! (laughs) (laughs) That was crazy. Yeah, that kid had no chance to make the second one after that. Jeez. Yeah. But this was a weird one. I guess we'll start with uh, what happened to Daniel Tice, Bobby. It's what I've been saying about that center position. It's going to change every single game. Now, I didn't see Grant coming out of the woodwork to absolutely dominate this game. Yeah. But was this a, was this an injury or a doghouse situation? How do you play? How does your starting center play seven minutes? 
I think they were just giving up so many threes they couldn't get fit them into those double big lineups. I, they I had to go with more. Played. That's almost yeah. feel, that felt punitive to me. Yeah, maybe I don't know. He could be banged up. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see that egregious, right? Yeah. No, I think it was yeah. just it was just a mess. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He was leaving the doghouse, and I think at this point, what were we thirty-five <laughs> plus games into the season? Brad Stevens just not going to have any tolerance for that, especially for a starting center. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that was it. This is a doghouse game, and and, and shout out for Brad, shout out to Brad Stevens for doing that. We we give him a hard time for not being. I thought they traded you know, him at halftime. Nasty, you know that's how you're. That's how a quiet man's mean and nasty right there. Yeah. How do you guys like Robert Williams? He was one minute behind Thompson. But still, right but, up there for most minutes among the centers. I know. Um, amazingly, the hip's just getting better and better, you know? <laughs> it gets better with the more playing time. Unbelievable. The more he plays, the healthier he gets. Who saw that coming? Well, we got we to get an update. Bobby hey, Brad, you update on the, uh, the Rob Williams hip, please. Yeah. No, he's played 23 <laughs> minutes tonight. Uh, that's right where I want him. So, no, again, no issues. I mean – Thompson played a little more than probably we thought, but that's because, you know, Tice was a, was a no-show. You know, Tice didn't play, and Grant took some of his minutes. So, I mean, Bobby's right in the sense where, you know, that center position, it's – there's not a clear-cut guy coming out every night. It's going to be matchup-based. It's going to be who's playing well that night or who's giving you the energy. But I think, you know, we've been over this many times. Rob kind of gives you, like, the highest of those highs. So it's hard not to roll with him, you know, every single night and sort of take the bad with the good there because the good is really freaking good and everybody yeah. else's good is just kind of just good. We it's are not... going to miss him. We're going to miss the guy. We're going to miss uh, him. We, we him. are, but you got him, you got him, uh, you got him wrapped into the shams, the, the Sean's report, huh? You got him, you got him sent away already. John, John's already got the farewell graphic. He's got the, yeah. the, the, the career highlight. Thanks, reel. thanks for the memories. I've been working on the highlight <laughs> reel. <laughs> I know we're going to get to it later, but we really are in a position now from an asset standpoint where the team is, they've built up a couple guys this year. That's what we no, want to see in the first half of the guy. season. No, no, a guy. no, no, one, one guy. guy. And it was like no, pulling no, teeth no, to do it. And we've been pitching for it all year. No, Richard, no. Richard, Richard, for the, for the future. I mean, I don't want to call him a, uh, uh, you know, you, no, you, I'm not you, saying he necessarily goes, but he's a guy who could. Look, yeah, he could, but guys, let's relax here. Beginning of the year, right? As Listen, John came guys, in word for word. Beginning of the year, they have zero, zero players who are valuable. And what did now I say? What's the exact thing I said? As soon as they start to show that they're said. good enough to be considered assets, no one's going to want to give up on them, right? When you begin the year, you had nothing. Now Rob and Pritchard flash some, and everyone's like, you can't trade Pritchard. You can't trade Rob. And we're going to, here we go again. So let me get this. Let me get this. Right, right. so the two guys. The two guys at the top of the show who have been waving the biggest Robert Williams flag in all the country right now are excited to ship him out. I'm not. I'm telling you, it's a reality. I, yeah, I, I'm, a sad, I'm sad to see him go. Yeah. This is it is crazy, huh? But it's this crazy is, this is a good thing. There. This is a good thing. You want to have be able to have this conversation, have yes. this option, okay? Exactly what we said you wanted to happen is – in the beginning stages of happening, nobody's crowning Robert Williams the next, you know, major piece of a blockbuster trade, and certainly not the case for Peyton Pritchard. Those, it's nice to have those guys as as some sort of asset. I think Robert Williams is obviously a bigger asset than 
Pritchard is right now. But sure, in a, in a couple of years, who knows what Pritchard becomes? Um, he needs more more time to sort of develop. Robert Williams is at that point where he's intriguing, right? So teams are noticing him. He's getting some good airtime on the national broadcast. He's making some big plays. He's jumping through the roof. These are all things that a, that other GMs notice and scouts notice. And now, like, he's sort of on everybody's radar. They won't put it this way. They won't just immediately see Danny Ainge calling and not pick up. Maybe they'll actually pick up the phone knowing that they have somebody and not just 18 draft picks like Bobby wants them to trade. So <laughs> Still my first that, choice. The fact that they have a guy that can at least maybe start the conversation and get it going is a good thing. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to trade him at the deadline, but what I've been saying is if you have Rob Williams for the rest of the year playing this way or close to it, you have a pretty valuable piece. And I'm willing to say at that point, a full season of Rob Williams playing like this, now you have a legitimate tradable asset and you go into the offseason with the TPE and Robert Williams, and now you're in some sort of business here, okay? Which is what you didn't have really even like a month ago because he yeah. wouldn't play Robert Williams. Or or keep Robert Williams and build around him. Or keep Robert, exactly. <laughs> Both options that you didn't have like two months ago. So it's a good thing, but I'm not going to sit here and say, the Celtics have all these assets, like they're rich in all these assets. They're still not there, but at least they can start a conversation with the team and not get laughed at. Well, that's a that's a far away from zero. Like I said, it's not team, a far away. It's 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 literally one. It's one. one to it's zero. plus one from zero. <laughs> yeah, it's one. It, I don't know how you guys don't consider Pritchard part of that group. Could not be closer to zero, really. What what is old man Josue doing? He's nicking his friggin' iPad right now. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta adjust his camera. All right, now yeah, my laptop like closed right now. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to all that trade talk, but Rob tonight, I I don't know what more to say to you guys. This is as good as I've ever seen him, and he's had some real good ones lately. That uh, Clippers Welcome. one, I thought he was awesome. Pacers uh, a couple weeks ago against the Pelicans, he was obviously a game saver down the stretch in that one. But tonight in that second quarter in particular, the lobs, the floor running. The blocks to like row five. His hands, it was dynamic. Just, it's amazing. It, he's the, just, it's, it's amazing. He's one of the stories of the league right now. Ty Lu said it the other night. Like the whole league is noticing this. Exactly. I mean, right. Like the last guy was Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly believe, believe this is – we keep it going back in circles. I honestly believe there's probably 25, 26, 27 coaches that would be like, oh, my God, I'm so happy I've got this guy, and we'd be playing him 30 minutes a game. It's only here that we keep having this conversation about, like, should he play more than 19 minutes? I don't know. That seems risky. You know, like, Dude. I really think, like, the rest of the league's looking at the Celtics like, what's wrong with these freaking guys? You know, like, you, you see – they said it on the broadcast a ton. Bobby, you always talk about, like, we're not paying attention to some of the stuff he does poorly, like on defense, late to rotate or some switches or, you know, the back, the closeouts or whatever. But again, they were saying on the broadcast, I don't think we're giving enough credit to what he does to a, to an opposing defense. I mean, how many times did they collapse every time he ran towards the back? They were so panicked and worried of Rob dunking on their heads all game that the defense <laughs> just kept collapsing every time he went towards the basket, leaving shooters open and people everywhere. And look at how much it helped Tatum. Everything. Tatum, Pritchard hugely helped those guys get shots and have space unbelievable like all game long that was just such a constant threat that toronto was concerned with you see a lot of teams really like really sweating it you're game planning for robert williams when he's out there 
Yeah, it's pretty funny when you, think, when you look at it that way because they had to take Aaron Baines out immediately. Like, there's no <laughs> way. How bad does he look? <laughs> we're talking about in transition or just pure athleticism, him being able to jump right over Aaron. It's just a terrible matchup. And, and again, you know, you talk about the Raptors, a team with a bunch of uh, players that can shoot from, you know, deep, deep from three and get it going. These guys, they, they can get going in fast break opportunities as well. And Robert knows that. So I thought he played well. I mean, look, we're, we're not, we're, we're getting. Close and closer, you know, Jimmy's gonna get that average up. He's gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see it where you want it, Jimmy. Because, you know, if, if Stevens can keep this thing going, it's coming. I mean, be it's patient. Coming. He's gonna, he's gonna clock in 20 or at least really close to 20 minutes a night. So yeah. it is interesting now because this is where you're stuck, right? And again, we'll get into the trade, we'll yeah. get into the trade stuff eventually. I don't want to leap into it now because we'll spend the rest no. of the night on it um and bobby and i had a had a little show earlier and i know some of you guys were on there we're gonna circle back to that for sure but this becomes a legit dilemma because there's one of two things rob is going to always be a tantalizing talent and will probably be at this but he might stay at this level and not much beyond it and that's just who he could be maybe forever or you're just scratching the surface of someone who could be a special player and you're gonna have to make a determination on it pretty quickly um and, you know, like, you know how reluctant Danny was to send some guys off. I don't believe they view Rob in this light. So I do think they'll include him in a package. I think Ainge wants another star in here after having had so many walk over the years. But this is one of those situations where you're like, wait a second. Are, are you about to give up on somebody who's just about to reach uh, that, that next level and could be a legit star? I mean, we talk about the whiffs in the draft. You know, like if you found somebody who is legitimately a cornerstone piece in a low 20 sort of spot, like that's where the Celtics have been missing and lacking in the last 10, 15 years is they haven't hit any of those others there to help supplement their higher end talent um, and get cheaper guys who can contribute. And right now you might have one and then you're going to let them walk out the door, not walk out the door, but. Well, as soon as he starts playing well, you pack him up and ship him out. And I think people are going to – I guarantee if we put it out there or put a poll, it'll be a pretty dead split on whether or not course. you want to include him in a package. Of right? course it would Let's because that's it. what Celtics fans do is that they they, always they, do. they yeah. hang on tight to their you know their guys, which is fine. I mean, that's probably what a lot of fans do, right? You, you're you know partial to your guys, so I'm, that makes sense. But think about it like this, John. They're not giving up on, on Robert Williams. They They're building him up, and – they are then trading him away because if they don't, then you're giving up on essentially Gordon Hayward, right? You're, you're, getting, you're getting nothing for him essentially because you probably won't be able to get rid of that TPE. Um, you know, maybe you can toss a pick we in. We could. It depends for what. Right. That's what I mean. Depends for what. So you could really get – you might really be able to get somebody really good who's available in the offseason if they're not available at the deadline if Robert Williams is included in it because of how well he's playing. Now – you think he's going to tail off then you try to trip you try to trade him now while his stock has never been higher um but i don't think that's the case i think that they you know what robert williams does well he'll continue to do well he's not just like a flash in the pan point guard like you know who's just on a tear right now like the things that he's doing well you have to see him continuing to sort of go on that trajectory for a bit here so that's why i think the longer they hold on to him the more he's worth now they might also say we want to keep this guy we'll figure out another way to bring in talent and we want to build around Rob. We want him to start at center next year and all this stuff. But then, you know, this is year three, unfortunately, it would have been great if we saw this Rob in the rookie season, Rob, and then it's you know, longer you, with eggs. you're it really, really then you, you really got something here in the third year. Um, it did take longer. I know we had injuries and, you know, it was, obviously 
Brad, you know, saw a million things wrong with playing him. So um, here we finally are. So great to see. And, you know, just kind of go from there. I'm not like saying trade Rob right now. You have to trade him. I'm just saying essentially that the idea that you, the fact that you have him available and he's growing in value can only mean good things going forward in terms of if they want to do, if they want to think about that. So I'll say this. I don't think there's a question about whether he's going to improve or continue to grow off this. I think that's evident. He's going to get better and better with positioning and all these different minor things that need to be cleaned up on his end. If those are worked on, he's going to be a dynamic force in this league because we see what he brings to the table already. It's it's exactly what you want from a center in today's game, particularly with the personnel that the Celtics have like around him. You like to see more refined offensive game. Like I said, he doesn't really have any moves down low, even for like a baby hook or something like that. Yeah. Or just, mm-hmm. He doesn't have any of that stuff yet. Like we make fun of Thompson, but Thompson at least like he's got that little thing where he'll, you know, use his body a little bit and get off a little hook. You'd like to see Rob develop. Even We're not talking Kevin McHale stuff, but at least be able to hook. catch, yeah, to catch in either square or go or do something. And, I actually like his stroke from like 10, 12 feet there. Uh, he's just not – he doesn't – He might be able to hit threes one day. I was joking about that a little bit it. earlier. When he catches, his first instinct is to give it away. I don't think yeah. – I think if he was a little bit more aggressive within 12 – in that 12, you know, 14 feet range, I think he could knock those down. He just hasn't yet. Yeah. Listen, I'm not opposed to, to seeing the Celtics trade. Uh, but you're right, Bobby. He could do threes. Yeah. Sorry. It all, it all, it all depends on. No, it's all good. It, it all depends on on the deal, obviously. But I just don't think you sell this stock right now. It hasn't peaked yet. I mean, it hasn't. Right. You have to. Uh, again, we talked about this the last couple of episodes. I mean, regardless of how you feel how about the Celtics' chances of going to the NBA Finals, but one deep playoff run is enough exposure to put this guy on a platform for everyone to see. I mean, they're already seeing it right now. I mean, look, look at the way they were talking about him on national media you know, uh, last game with the Clippers in town. I mean, I think all that is relevant and, and guys, or I should say national media is, is keeping a close eye on this all this because they're a 500 team, or at least they were. And they're trying to climb out of that, you know, possibility of falling back into that hole. So yeah, I, I think the national media is certainly watching the Celtics and Robert Williams has a lot to do with that. But here's yeah. the thing we, you know, we, we keep talking about, and we're going to talk about later, but deadline deals and this and that, the other thing, you need to trade somebody to get somebody. You can't just think that you're going to get away with trading picks. So right. what's it going to be? trade five or six. Which never <laughs> happens, and we're not yeah. going to get into yeah. that right Bobby, now. You're the only one using that little disclaimer. Like, no. We're not going to get into that right now because we'll just go off the real. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Go ahead, but, Jimmy. You know, I apologize. No, no, not you. It's not just you. Just wait apologizes for Bobby. It's Jimmy. somebody else. Um <laughs> That's the thing. Is like I can't like, wait they for need, Shams. They, they need Celtics to get better. Train five picks for so and so. They need to get better immediately. Like at the deadline, like they have a good enough team where they can compete and blah blah blah. It's like fine. Then you have to get rid of somebody on this team that's contributing because if you're the Magic, you're looking at the Celtics roster saying, okay, what you want Vucevic? What can you give us? And they're and you're gonna say no to every single guy that they ask for and say, oh, it's well, we'll give you one, Semi Jimmy. and Teague, and uh, you can have Neesmith. It's like it's not how it works. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. really hard because there are ideal ways you want to line up the roster around a guy like Vucevic, and I think Rob would be so crucial to that. I don't love the idea of like Vucevic, Thompson, Tice, that whole logjam still being there. I would dream of Rob and Vucevic alone, but you're right. You do have to give something up to entice them, and right now Rob is what everybody's going to be asking for. So you'll be hard-pressed. I'm not giving him up for Barnes. I'm not giving him up for uh, some of these lesser guys that we've talked about. 
when it comes to Vucevic, though, it feels like that might just be the deal breaker because Orlando, they don't necessarily have to deal him, but Robert would be a guy who gets that moving a little bit. The key that we have to think about is health. If they can get off health concerns that they have internally right now and sell high on that, that's almost a no-brainer. Like They know better than anyone the health concerns here, and then ultimately the other team has to sign yeah. off on that. So that could be what we're – Danny on that health front, so they're going to do their due diligence there yeah. too. I mean, so he, <laughs> he, the only reason he's, he's here is fine. because of health. Hold on, real quick. Before, I don't want John to get down. If Gregory's comment here was was like a little a little more accurate, this would this could this could be a realistic conversation. But Rob's stock is just it hasn't peaked because it hasn't. We've been saying it well, all Rob, long. Rob Stonk. Well, the reason Josue it might have peaked is because right now you're looking at him and envisioning what it could be if he doesn't get better or stays you know stays about this level for another year you'll start thinking oh this is who he is so the reason it might be at its highest isn't because he's not going to necessarily play better it's that in some teams eyes right now they might be thinking that they're getting a star i I just feel like if this was like a month ago he'd have a shot to really peak you know what i mean like really entice uh uh, potential suitors into thinking you know what I'll send our second or third best guy for, you know, for this, for, for a, a development like this, you know, he's only a year or, or so away from peak from being who he's supposed to be. Like that's the kind of sell the Celtics should be in a position to, to do with Rob right now, but they're not in that, they're not in that position. I don't think a lot of teams are thinking, Oh, he's just about to peak. They're like, all right, you got our interest, but we're not quite sure this, this could be it, or there could be another notch to, to Rob Williams's game. This is why he's Rob Stonk because you're by you're a trader on the on the on the market right now. You're like, it's about to be. It's the stock market. It's about a to great comparison. Close for yeah, the night. Really you're like, good. what's going to happen to this stock after hours? Is it's it going to the moon? Money. Is it going to the moon right. or is it tanking? Are we buying or are we selling? And yeah. you don't know what to go it. with it. Yeah, you gotta have it. Last week it was five dollars. Now it's at a hundred. But is it going to go back to ten or is it going to go to two hundred? Right. You just don't know. Yeah. And that is you, the beauty of Rob Stonk. You would ultimately be training the Stonk for something more reliable. Like Vucevic, for example, ultra reliability right now. You just know what you're getting night Vucevic in and night like out. It pays from a dividend. It's like a nice, like, there's a good history there. Like, yeah, but there's know, no the, upside left, you know? And then Rob, it's like, could this guy become the best center in the league? That's what people are thinking about right now. You yeah, know? I mean, like, look, we yeah. had a. Uh, that, that seems extreme. We, well, I mean, look. We were talking about it. We had uh, we had Doris Burke on, you know, with uh, with Sherrod, and they did a game recently, and it was the same exact thing. Was she's talking about? I mean, the quotes were like, "Every single game I do, I watch somebody. You know, I, I keep my eye on someone." She's like, "I cannot take my eyes off Rob Williams. He's so captivating." Bob like, was uh, Bob no, was literally Bob. everything he does. All on the court, you can't not watch him because he's so dynamic and so electric, and you're like, you feel like he's just scratching the surface, you know. Um, and that so was they, just unsolicited, like you know, everyone's talking about it. Like this guy's unreal, you know. And he's unmatched too. Someone threw out who who is like this in Celtics history, and there's, there's evidently no one. Like no one has ever played this kind of style in well, Celtics I saw history. Evan Valenti threw out a, a tweet today. Who's been as good at catching lobs in Celtics history? And the I best think that was it. Yeah, was Andrew DeClerc. You know, like it's like there is nobody <laughs> even close. But he is putting together this yeah. this resume that 
like his overarching impact on the game, whether it is the lobs, and that's obviously a big part of it, but also the shot blocking, the versatility, the size of rebounding now that has gone through the roof. To see a guy, and I threw the stat at you guys earlier, when he plays 20-plus minutes, the Celtics are plus 51. Like, are you kidding me? This isn't a guy who plays, like, two minutes, even though it feels like it to you guys sometimes. He plays, like, a medium Keep amount of minutes. And to be, to be plus 51 when your minutes tick up, and that means you're going against more starters, you're going against uh, bigger, more consequential minutes in games – that's just unheard of. So, like, we're creeping in the Bobby, territory. It almost now. sounds like you're lobbying for playing Rob Williams more minutes. I can't tell. Weird. No, I, I've never disagreed with the potential. I'm just terrified about the health. And that's what everybody's been worried about since day one with him. Everybody or, like, you and Brad? <laughs> why do you go 27th then? I mean, that's my big question. I don't know. Why did any player go 27? On his at his best, without any concerns about either his overall game, his maturity level, and or his hip, at the highest in that year that he was rated was 14, 15, 16. So the Celtics. Oh, no, he was a top ten prospect after his freshman year, beginning the year. But at the end of that year, after watching him play, and again, he was still defensive player of the conference. You know, like yeah. he did things that year. I mean. He was slotted in the teens. So when he fell into the 20s, everyone was like, this feels like a steal. You know, you always want to get those guys that fall because obviously their pedigree and their potential is seemingly higher. It doesn't feel like some bottom-feeding pick. Um, but, I mean, there wasn't that – I mean, he was going there somewhere in that first round. I just There think may have been some maturity issues or some – He was a project like still, yeah. It yeah, was a mix. very raw, very very raw. wasn't ready for the NBA. I think there was maybe some like maturity issues. Obviously, the guy didn't even show up like his he own literally freaking, everything. Like, press conference and like first. It was day it was a work. mix of that, but it was also a medical. I mean, shortly after it sure. came out, he's Part got blood it. flow issues in his legs. You know, that was something that was talked about a lot yeah. in the aftermath. Imagine if he didn't, how high he could jump. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's always going to be lie, lurking. man. Hips don't lie. A wise, uh, wise woman once said. Mm-hmm. Shakira, yeah, so Shakira. No one's doubting the potential here. That's always been evident. It's just, are you going to stick with some of the inconsistency and some of the health concerns here? They're real. They're real. Uh, let's maybe if we stop talking about them, they'll go away, Bobby. We're trying to, tra- <laughs> we're trying to get something. Trying to get yeah. some asset return here. Yeah. So it's, Robert, yeah. And let's and again, we'll circle back to the trades. Just quick once through on this game. Just strange game for a million reasons. Um, Freaking Grant and Teague. What are we doing? Like, what is? I mean, they they were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You can't even criticize it. Teague was playing crunch time minutes, and he looked fine. He looked Closing good. Lineup. You Closing know, lineup. all three of you guys yelled at the TV when he let go of that floater. Like, yeah, I did not shot? see it going in. He had, he had to. I put my crooked Larry Bird finger in the air. Like that's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the Teague, the Teague shooting shirt on. We oh, there's a there's a Teague banner. Yeah, of course, it's a Teague. There's a Grant banner. Whatever you want, Bobby. <laughs> let's let's say this. We're not close, but you know, three more weeks of this, we could talk Teague apology cam. You know, there's there's a little more work to be done, but we could get there. I'll just recycle. I'll recycle. Like, yeah, I'll recycle my video from like the beginning, from like game one, where I was like, "This is exactly who we thought Teague was. This is exactly <laughs> what we thought the Celtics were getting when they signed him." 
but it's true though like towards you know what we what me and i think john has always said is like teague shouldn't be the reason you win or lose a game he should just be a guy who comes in and sort of holds it down you know steady you know steady veteran doesn't really blow doesn't really like blow it open or blow it closed like he just kind of does his thing so the more teague you know this is a this was a great game but i don't think anyone's expecting teague to put up you know statistics like this night in night out it, it's it's great that he did but you know that offsets a, a bad game and he has had a few really bad games he had a stretch where he couldn't even dribble it so a bad it's, month and a half but he yeah. said it though he yeah. had like he had, <laughs> he had confidence issues i think he was questioning who he's got to be at the end of the day he's got a teague right like he's he, he's yeah. one type of player <laughs> He's gone Teague. Yeah. He's got a Teague. He's got to be. No, a, he's got to be a guy who's aggressive offensively. That's who he is. He's a scorer. That's his. That's what's in his DNA. You can't be a different type of player and be effective. Like that's what he's got to do. So said that about Kemba too. He's been more assertive, and Kemba's I mean, got to do it too. It's like we we keep wishing Kemba would be a different style of person to fit within the team, but I'll, oh, fucking Josue can't have one clean game. <laughs> Put him in the Rocking penalty box. Uh, hey, that's what you know. What that's what we okay. Well, we'll talk about this after. We're gonna put a two-minute like penalty banner up. When you get booted off, back on with a you get the you get a some sort of penalty like instead of apology cam, it's like bad Wi-Fi cam or something. Stupid yeah, like we that. need a bad Wi-Fi or Bro like Brockton cam, Brockton Wi-Fi right. cam. You know, I was, I was really into it, man. I was like, oh, what are you talking about, Jimmy? You're talking about something the Celtics need to do? Or... <laughs> All right, no, man, we were talking about where the hell you went. <laughs> Keep going. Just keep it moving. Pretend it's it not happens. the garden rats. It's the Wi-Fi. Jeff, Jeff yeah, Teague. Right. So, yeah, Jeff Teague. Uh, listen, a week ago, we were the, the, the comeback, the Jeff Teague comeback game, Rashans and, of course, Jeff Teague, they made a lot of good points. I mean, nine months without playing basketball, ramping himself back up. He's over 30 years old. I mean, listen, maybe it was just the sluggish start, you know? Maybe, maybe this isn't the norm, but maybe for every uh, dud, you'll get a couple of good performances sandwiched in between, right? For for every uh, five, seven-point outing, you'll get a 16-point performance after that. Uh, maybe. I do want to – I'm not going to be able to pull the clip, but those comments the other day from him were interesting that, he, like right? you said, jo Joe Sway, the layoff he blamed it on, but then he also had this burst of confidence. I think he called himself one of the fastest guys in the league – and said he still like feels as good as if he's in his prime, and I'm just like, wow, those he's are pretty big. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. Yeah. yeah. So he Fast comes out there, and one of the last few games, I think this one and the Wizards one for some stretches of that game in particular, he did have the burst to get by guys on that last play, the floater of this one. He was able to get a little bit of space on his man and get that floater off, and it was like, wow, this is. This is shades of old Teague. I I've never been the biggest Teague fan, but he could score in his prime. You know, he was a double figure scorer routinely, and that on this team, there, there's a place for that on a team that's starving for offense. And yep. you don't love the way it comes. He this guy's in love with the isolation as much as anyone else in the league. And the way he set up that last shot in particular, it was like nine seconds of the shot clock of him just pounding into the ground. But they don't have much else of a choice right now, and. If he can carve this out for a few more weeks to come, there's minutes for that. Certainly over Neesmith. The, 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 and that's what's funny. We, I, I wow. Said, Teague, you had to go there. Teague took over for Neesmith. I mean, those are – You're right. Unprovoked shot. Unprovoked no, shot but it's Neesmith, true. Look at who didn't play. No, it's true. He, gave, he got a shot. Yeah. 
the the win streaks coincided we with didn't get a shot uh, the, removing Teague from the road and removing Neesmith from the rotation playing Teague more playing Rob more those are the that three second things, unit looks so good again those are the three things that have happened in the win streak yeah but it, it cracks me up because he Neesmith technically got a shot uh technically what, what do you put together like I don't know 18 points or so in like two or three games and then that was his shot that's it games where he had a couple Steve, points but one of them was Steve all garbage he sucked. He got his shot, but he never took. Never his took shot. a shot. You're gonna shoot your shot, man. Come shoot on. your shot, guys. He's tough when you're not a dribbler. He just got his feet into the pool. He didn't even get to swim yet. It is Come tough on. when you're not a dribbler, Bobby. And that's offense. It's all swimming, so. and, and he's nervous. To, he's really nervous to put the ball on the ground. You could see every time he catches it, he wants to get rid of it right away. And if he dribbles, he's looking around to see if anybway's close to him. He's really not a confident ball handler. See, Joe Sway, that's a perfect <laughs> analogy, Joe Sway. Joe Sway's in the little end, going feet first, touching his toes in. you got to be diving off the diving board head first in the NBA if you want to make a splash. You can't be just touching your little toes in the in the, in the kiddie pool. So I, I put the Rob poll out there. Would you trade Rob? Or is Rob tradable? 56% no, 43% yes through 76. That's scientific. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. It's settled. It's settled. <laughs> Some information is spoken. <laughs> we won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> Somebody go get Danny. Yeah. Get Danny on the horn. <laughs> what did Danny go going anywhere? <laughs> Don't do it. It's like He's not 17 votes. 17 votes. It's settled. <laughs> yeah. Or as Hans will say here, or you drown in the deep end, Jimmy. I think hey. that's. <laughs> if you're going to drown, you're going to drown. It doesn't matter what end you're in. Just get it over with. It's really embarrassing to drown in the shallow end, though. You know what, though? You'll be surprised. You toss a little kid in the pool, it's just instincts take over and they start swimming. When don't try that, at, don't try that at home. Yeah. What don't toss your work? kids in the pool, but I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> yeah. Make sure somebody's um, in there just in case. That is not a saying. No, no. Not, no. <laughs> you gonna, know, it's a saying. Look it up. I'm going to give them. Watch them swim. Yeah. <laughs> Another post-game presser from Teague tonight. Look at that. Hey, this is unreal turnaround. A couple podium games in one week. Looks like he's a lock in this rotation again. Who, who saw that coming? Who saw Teague doing a I mean, I'm not going to lie. Even, even Jimmy or I, who were uh, Teague fans before, he cracked still me. Thinking, okay, fine. He sucks. Big deal. You know, yeah. like – so it, that's, that's the fifth worst thing about this team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was like, I didn't care then. Cause again, <laughs> we wanted what we wanted. We got, we got our, we got the Neesmith minutes and he didn't make the most of them. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And Teague is making the most of this second opportunity here. And again, again, we talk about Brad's like tough uh, kind of uh, tough task in trying to figure out who's playing in, in many ways. And I know, you know, we've criticized Brad and I think it's fair and people kill him, you know, but I think a lot of it, and Bobby, you say this all the time, he's still figuring out who to play. So why, when one night we see this guy and another night we see this, I think a, a, it's almost like open audition in a lot of cases. And he gave Neesmith a flat out open audition for minutes and he forced the issue. And that's exactly what we wanted to see. And he didn't make the most of it. And now he's giving Teague an opportunity and Teague's making the most of it. So yeah. as you said shoot your shot you know like there's only so many minutes to go around and as you get smart back and as we said even with romeo in the mix and this team starts to get healthy and if you make a trade you know like those minutes are gone this was your shot to kind of you know make 
show that you you know deserve more time. And certainly Neesmith didn't do it right now. Teague is. I put up Grant's graphic there for a minute. Now you got Grant friggin' lobbying for you know the last couple of times he's played in spells, he's been effective. And we we've Pump the brakes. Him up completely too. I'll say one last thing about Teague is that I think I think him like watching Neesmith just do absolutely nothing on the court be like I really lost my role for this guy. Like, hell no. Like, I'm not going out this way. Like, so at the very least, we can we can give Neesmith a little bit of credit for kind of kicking Teague in the ass maybe. And Teague was like, hell no, I'm not going down like this. Like, I'm not going to watch this guy just stand in the corner and lose my job to that. And then <laughs> he came back. Like, yeah, to that. He came back. I was like, all right, I'm just going to play my game. And that was it. And I was playing his game. I told you guys a month, like a month ago when Teague was like the butt of every joke, I was like, Brad Stevens never gives up on guys. I said, I guarantee you, T will be back and he will be contributing to this team in some way, shape, or form at some point. It's not. I right love now. that. Yeah, but I love I like, how you can never. It's gonna happen. I've always loved that about Brad. How you can never count on guys getting lost in the shuffle here. Like Grant, as much as anyone from this one, I'm like, wow, I did, I did not see this coming again this year, and they set him up for great success in this one. And John, you asked all year, what's he good at, and he just keeps nailing those threes. He's shown to become a pretty high-level, small-sample shooter. He gets a couple of chances a game. He gets those stationary looks that Neesmith and others haven't hammered down too much. Even Ojeland is worse nights. You know, that isn't great in those spots. But Grant just—it's routine. He's just nailing them at this point. Ever since that 0-25 stretch, he's like, you know, 44, 45 percent from three. Strange game. I mean, and again, uh, semi eight minutes. Just weird. Like Tice seven minutes, semi eight minutes. You you have four guys on the bench coming in and playing twenty plus minutes. Every single one of them scores in double digits. In they fact, shot seventy seven percent off the bench. An amazing stat. One, two, three, four, eight guys played double digit minutes, and, and all of them scored in double digits tonight. Unreal. Chris yeah, Chris Boucher, thirty points. I mean, that's the typical like random Celtic, random opponent goes off in the Celtics. Like, find me a more random dude. I know Boucher. I mean, that, this was the Sadiq Bay game, basically. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I know Boucher has been playing well this year, but I looked up. I remember him last year. He played like five garbage minutes in the entire Celtics the game playoff series last year in the playoffs. And the guy was a complete non. He he's basically their Rob in in terms of like I, yeah. somebody who came from came out and you know was not even a part of anything last season and now he's like a huge part of what they're doing right now I, so that yeah. was that was another weird part of this game and then you had was it nor yeah powell who's solid paul powell's a solid solid player so i wasn't really that surprised to see him yeah, play when, the way when there's did. no pascal out there and there's no you know like pascal's a bum I was well, saying that. Saying, though. like pascal's not out there you think they put the clamps on him a little hard i, I don't know I, i'm then, with um, you in, I can't believe terrence davis yeah. I can't believe Boucher gets added to that to that long list of 30 point scorers against the Celtics. Boucher. <laughs> At the end of the I'm year, real. I want I wanna I wanna have like a list it of like random true, dudes who have gone off against the Celtics this year. It'll be the Chris Boucher list of random ballers. Like I said, Boucher, Bay, and Gallinari's not a random guy, but he'd been playing like ass all year. Yeah, and it's like he's not like <laughs> oh, not he was so bad. He did. He's There's more names too. There's yeah. definitely more. We'll just have to scroll back and look at them. But. Yeah. That's the game he's going to tell, like, his grandkids about when, you know, he thought he, <laughs> he thought his career was done and then he went off against the Celtics. Yeah. Jalen Brunson. He just locked nine. up another $40 million contract because of that. <laughs> <Celtics>. Seriously. Yeah. 
I couldn't I couldn't believe what Jalen Brunson did in that Dallas game. Someone what? threw this at me. I, I couldn't believe what Jalen Brunson did in that Dallas game. Oh, someone Brunson. threw Yeah, Another someone one. threw this at me. Uh, Norman Powell was the 46th pick, uh, and I think it was the Yabusele draft, or maybe it was the one just before that. One pick after the Celtics took Yabusele. Yabusele. I mean, I always threw it around like that. Throw a little respect. You don't have to throw much respect on his name, but just just a, just a touch of respect. I was like, that's a first. Norman Powell, one pick after Marcus Thornton, who was. One of the summer league heroes for this team. Oh, and he yeah. went off to Australia or something and just never played again. The hell out of me. Yeah, that was a tough, tough miss, even though it was the late second round. Um, one thing I wanted to pick up from this game, and it's kind of a trend over the last four games, he picked it up late a little bit. Uh, with Jalen again, uh, it's still not looking quite like himself. The final stat line doesn't look terrible. Uh, You're good Shot a ton of free throws, but the 11 field goal attempts, his field goal attempts in general have been down uh, late. And again, we keep talking about the Kemba up, Jalen down sort of situation. You know, it is strange again where like, you know, having all three guys kind of playing the way that they want to play at the same time just doesn't seem like something they're able to do. Uh, You know, I understand if it's interchangeable game to game, but it really feels like Jalen has been like deeply searching for looks, touches, forcing the issue. Um, I don't know if his knee is an issue or he's tired on the broadcast. Scal was saying, I think they're just gassed, you know? Um, yeah. But what do you guys, what do you guys think of Jalen? Yeah, I think he's tired. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a matter of him trying to force the issue. I, I mean, look, the, the way the offense flowed, the, the way the offense flowed tonight, you could tell everyone's in sync and in tune. And I think Jalen was, obviously he was cold. He wasn't himself in terms of being as smooth and, 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 and his attack, but I don't, I don't think it's a matter of, uh, him reaching or trying to force the issue because uh, we, we've seen that Jalen and, and that looks a lot worse than I mean look this is what what do you have 21 points I mean th- that was a quiet 20 point score night right I mean it's not terrible it's just not yeah. the same that's true I mean look what he was doing beforehand sort of like Jason's like okay it's my turn this time but I mean I saw I, I just feel like half, usually, half split, usually, it's usually a lot worse than this right his his second half splits Says second half of the first part of the season splits would not have landed him on the All Star team. They wouldn't have. Definitely not. I don't think so. Um, And so that's the thing is he was playing at such an ungodly level. The truth is he's been playing well, but like last season well. You know, not like what you were seeing at the beginning of this year. So you don't know if that was an unsustainably hot start or if he's physically. Uh, ailing right now, or if he just came back down to earth, or a combination of it. But it is kind of a bummer um, seeing just that way he was playing. Uh, you know, again, I, ball's not in his hands a ton. Uh, he's not getting as many shots as sometimes you want him to get. But I also don't know if maybe that's partially because um, he's just a little off health wise right now. And I, you know, at this point, I'm more worried about his knee than Kemba's knee, to tell the truth. You know, like whoa, no, amputate, <laughs> amputate. It's a three-point contest, John. That cannot, that cannot be true, John. That's just for you guys. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then then Danny Ainge should be on the horn right now, doing everything in his power to trade Jalen Brown. <laughs> Because he has a degenerative knee condition at age Personally, 24. Personally, I would hope that Jalen Brown would just tear his ACL and get it over with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you the weirdest, the one of the weirdest things about this game and Jalen Brown was that I actually saw him crack a smile. 
at the free throw line late in the fourth quarter. I don't think I've seen that guy smile once in the last like two months. So maybe that, you know, maybe, maybe that's Jimmy's a sign always of, on of, smile patrol of things to come. I'm a big smile guy. Um, you know, people like to count like, char- like charges taken or whatever. I like to count smile, like smiles on the court per 36. Everybody's going like, to be ear to ear all game last long. Jimmy's going to be on top of them. Well, he's last in the league in smiles per 36. So, I mean, listen, attitude goes a long way out there. Kemba Walker smiling through whatever pain he's may or may not be going through, depending on if you think if you're on John's side of things where you think his leg is close to be falling off, he's smiling <laughs> through it all and, you know, doing everything he can Kemba to uh, keep the team in good spirits through tough times. So that's there's something to be said about that. So I'm taking a look at the game log with him right now because I do think this is all physical. Him and Tatum just look dead to me at this point. And we've all talked about the the wear and tear of their roles. All around games in a long time. Yeah, he gritted this one out big time. But for Brown, super efficient, did everything in this game, everything. After those two rest days that he's had, and one was a back-to-back rest game, so he had a couple nights off. But first game after that back-to-back rest, he had 33, 12-20. And then after the most recent rest game, 8-14. of 14. So good games after he's able to get some rest, legs underneath him, that kind of stuff. Back-to-backs, uh, when he plays both halves of those, looking a little more shaky. On the 16th, 11-20. On the 17th, 6-20. Uh, so I think for these stars on this team with, you know, same thing, 12-20 on the 23rd, 6-16 on the 24th. I think Jalen and Jason have had to take on so much for this team that it's completely worn yeah, them out. Let's go to the All Star game. Yeah. Well, Brown said <laughs> he's he's not going to do much there. Just those threes, and who knows if he'll play in the game at all? Like he definitely has the mentality he's that he's going to be leaning back. Yeah, but what five five minutes or so? I don't think that's going to impact him too much. Who Brown? Yeah. You think he'll only play five minutes? I mean, he's been a lot the- of guys. I'm not really. Wor- I'm, not, I'm not really worried about the minutes. Anyway, they play at thirty percent. Anyways, it's, unless something yeah. fluky happens, like he's not going to do any damage to his knee. It's just again, it's just you could just be resting and like using that time to just sort of get your body as a whole just like back on some sort of regular human being type of a feeling, you know. So and they're a bomb in Atlanta and hang out and party for whatever. I'm not saying they haven't earned it. I'm just saying. Is it the best thing for the team? Is it the best thing for the Celtics? Probably not. Nope. Grumpy old man, boomer take, but I agree. Probably not. I would have rather take it out. It's his first one. He was like last man last year. Atlanta. I get all the reasons for why. It's like, fine. Here's the thing. You can justify him going. There's great reasons to go. Would everyone have been happier if he said, I'm going to sit it out? Absolutely. Um, But not happening. You know what, though? He's got some money on the line, well, right? Tim and Tatum. I'd want them in an ice bath for a week right now. He doesn't get any bonuses for, like, making the All-Star team, but Jalen Brown gets some pretty big bonuses if he makes any of the All-NBA teams, I believe. So he's probably thinking, like, and that's something that the media votes on, which I think is kind of crazy that, like, the media can, like, determine whether or not a player makes, you know, X amount of money. I so think it, bananas. It's stupid. And, like, imagine if, like, Bobby Manning had, like, the like power to – make somebody like $10 million. I mean, they'd be a dead Bobby man walking. Manning, Bobby Manning, who, by the way, was supposed to go to the game tonight, but is on, is actually on the injured reserve list right now. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of guys who need to rest this they week. Added him. They added him to the <laughs> after, after rolling an ankle, uh, 
getting posted up by a shorter guy. Is that what it was? was yeah. guy defending <laughs> you, you? you went underneath him on a shot. He got underneath <laughs> me and my <laughs> ankle just Little gave guy. out. I told you guys. Bob, how'd it's you a, do it's it? It's a like, massive challenge for big guys. Opening up the fridge yeah. or something? Yeah, it was a great – Tip you know, over your dog? Level sprain we're talking here. We're, we're not talking tip fib here, right? You didn't fracture this thing, did you? No, I think I'll be good to go. I just need one game off, one night off. Luckily, the break's here too, so I didn't, you know – I get a whole week off, actually. It was good wow. timing for this. That's like the Toronto time. COVID outbreak. We yeah. need you for the second half. So, so Bobby was supposed to, to be go. there um, tonight. I was just going to say, like, it's important probably maybe for Jalen Brown to, like, show out as much as he can, knowing that he's got some, maybe some, you know, he might be on the line for, like, that third team All-NBA or something, you know? So it, it makes sense that he wants to play and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Make sure right. you remind the media. I know the fans want to mm-hmm. get into it, so we can do a little bit of this stuff because we were talking about it earlier. Which, so earlier today, the trades, the trade stuff that was thrown out there, and again, Bobby and I did something on this earlier, but uh, give you guys a bite at this apple here. The three little nuggets dropped by Shams earlier today were um, Celtics, one of two teams in on Vucevic, right? With Charlotte, the other one, I think. Yeah. Um, then it was Jeremy Grant is a top target of the Celtics. That's another one. And a third little nugget was about Barnes, Harrison Barnes, um, that um, he uh, – unnamed GM or personnel type, the quote was, there's no way he's still in uh, Sacramento after the deadline. So these are three of the hottest names we hear all the time here for the Celtics All the buzzwords. Fan. All the all the hot buzzy names, the ones that people like the best. There's obviously like the second, third tier guys, but top tier guys potentially coming. You know, if you want to put them all in that tier together, I certainly think Vucevic is an all star, uh, and Grant is playing like one. Maybe Barnes is a, t- a tick below those guys, and maybe Aaron Gordon are the big fish out there. Um, and Gordon, of mm-hmm. course, is injured right now, so people are kind of holding off to see what he is. But Shams had mentioned that Gordon, there's going to be a, a real market for him as well. So. Those Celtics are kind of tied to all of these people. Um, you know, I've heard Bobby's Bobby and I kicked it around already. Jimmy Josue, I'll throw it to you guys. Who do you want to talk about first? Who's the guy you're looking at here that you're like, I kind of I'm interested there? Harrison Barnes. Really? You're Harrison going Barnes, Barnes first. Okay. I like I like Barnes for this team for a lot of reasons. I mean, the reason why I like Barnes because I don't I don't think he's the best player that you listed, but I, for the for what the Celtics need and for what they can put together as a, a, a package deal. I think he makes the most sense for this team. You know, the we talked about the wing position and we're we're talking about both ends of the floor, right? I mean, who else can really give you that on both ends? Still on the younger side, still has a little, you know, he's still a, a guy who's maybe not an all-star, but like you said, he could reach a tier below, especially on this team. And I just think he fills a void that this team desperately needs, whether we're talking about pick and roll defense, transition defense, he can run the floor for you. Uh, three point. He got a three point touch, especially deep in that corner where you can really spread the floor for guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That second unit, he would be the muscle alongside, uh, or, or at least, or maybe he start. Uh, either way, like, look, you mix him into this, uh, into Brad Stevens's rotation, and that guy is is good for twenty plus minutes, solid production on both ends, and a player that the Celtics could have for the for relatively the ne- you know the next few years here. Call it the James Posey. 2021, if you will, I think he could be that sort of player, but a little better younger, a little, yeah, a little younger and and, and better. But you know what I mean. That, that guy, kind of this role. guy was a this guy was a championship starter. Let's not forget. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, Bobby, I mean, yeah, that, that was a few years ago. But I, I, 
in that same token, yeah, of course, he has that experience as well. But I just love everything he's doing right now so, on the court. Josue, I landed where you did uh, because of the practicality of it. I actually think that he's the guy the Celtics can make it work with the salary and they can give up some stuff, but not gut, you know, if Vucevic, right. the other part of Sham's uh, report. Exactly. was going to talk to you a lot more. Right. I think Barnes, there'll be competition, but I do believe that of the, of the people out there, he's the one that's the most reasonably priced. And what we were saying earlier was 80% of Hayward, you know, is roughly what I think he gives you. And I think they're missing yeah. that more than anything else they have right now. But I don't I'm know. I'm worried but, about Miami getting involved on him. I hear they're involved, and I'm like, I'm yeah. like, oh Lord, don't don't let that happen again. There's, four, be- there's four of these guys. There's there's three four guys who people that, that will make you vastly better, and then there's a bunch of role player guys in the buyout market, you know. Um, and so right now, if you're going to go in, you got to go in. Um, and any team that wants to or has the space or thinks they can pull it off, certainly there's going to be competition. But, uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on Barnes? I, I like that idea, too. Um, I didn't want to copy just because that's boring, What, would you, what would, would you give up for him, Jimmy? I think you've got to give up a pick. Just say and, Rob. Yeah. See, no it's, Rob here. I'm holding Rob up. here, for sure. No, I'm obviously, I wouldn't give up Rob. I, mean, I, I was thinking more, of the lo- yeah. more along the lines of a Neesmith or a Romeo and a pick. But why do they of- want that? Well, Who had the Sacramento contact? Is that you? Well, John, this that is was, the problem. That it's it's oh, literally oh. either Rob, it's literally Rob or somebody that they don't want then. And if you don't want to give up Rob, then like you can just sort of say, take your pick of these like eight guys and we'll give you a couple, couple Let's picks. Pretend a first round pick and a second round pick and like. A uh, guy like D. Smith or, or Romeo. I mean, now Romeo's injured. I don't Every know pick to me is Rob and whatever number of draft picks you think it needs to wow. get done. Exactly right. So I, I don't believe think it, I want to give. I don't want to give Rob I, up for it. I Barnes. believe it's Rob and a first or Rob and two firsts. Then you I'm not trading for Barnes. Then I'm this, not doing this, it either. This goes back to what I said. If, this this goes back. Yeah, this goes back to what I said. Where like I don't think Ainge does something like that because. He's not going to make a panic. That that to me is kind of like a panic move. Like you're just trying to fill a void that you have this season to try to win this season. And you're gonna and you're gonna give up your only asset, your only tradable asset for a you know middle of the roads, above average, solid, solid player. No, not a knock on Barnes. It's just that I think Rob can get you more if you hold on to him a bit longer and wait to the off season. So if I I'm not saying do Rob, it. I'm saying I believe the asking price of any team, if because basically I think any trade scenario is going to be, okay, let's see. We want a player in picks, and the player everyone is going to want is Rob. And then if the next one down, look at it again, to use different analogies here, but like with the Red Sox, when it was like you're going for frigging uh, you know, Chris Sale, it's Benatendi or Moncada. They were both A1A prospects. Okay, I, I want to hold this one so you can have that one. The drop-off after Rob, I think, is pretty significant. So I don't it's not like you got that next guy. If you say, I'll just give you this guy, I don't know that there is a just this guy. Right, so exactly. if the team is looking for a player and picks, I don't know who the player is gonna be if it's not Rob. Exactly. And, and listen, for a 20-point score. And and Rob Williams is the is the best player you're you're parting ways with. I mean, I, I don't understand why how the Celtics would lose in that in that scenario. I don't know if Sacramento would do it. I don't know if it's enough, but if it is enough, I think you pull the trigger for sure. On what? Yeah. 
me of a trade asking for like robin a first round pick or robin whatever but for, but it, again like okay it's got to be a player that's going to have a significant impact yeah. not only this season but in the next like couple because otherwise you definitely sold like low on on, so, on a guy who's like trending upwards I yeah think. no yeah, this, this is that's the price i believe that'll be the price rob williams man like, what if you go i mean then what if you go what about a guy like I know I've said it before, um, that young or like a Larry Nance, like somebody. No, no, you can't do that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cheap out on the opportunity to upgrade this year. I think you're in a great spot with that TPE to take advantage of the market so and the cap situation. Yeah. Again, gotta, I understand. Got to get aggressive this year. But it's going to sting a little bit. You're gonna. You got to give up something real. It's impossible for the Celtics to match contracts. So you use a TPE. You use a piece like Rob. Like that's a. That's a per- in a perfect world. That's what that's what Danny Ages wants to wants to happen, but he just doesn't know if he can get a team to pull By a trigger. Way, two guys it's a, it's a guy that's Nance is, my, Nance is my cheap option, but we're we're not going to talk about him right now. But I wanted to put that up there. Well, I yeah. said his, I just said Larry Nance. I just brought oh, him did. up. Yeah, that's, yeah why he's he's, a, that's why he's like whoever that commenter is is like bash report. Listen, I'm not saying Larry Nance like get on Larry Nance's back and carry and he's going to carry the you bench to the guy. finals. He's a guy who adds depth. Like that's I at love the end it. of the day, like that might be what you want. And maybe yeah. And honestly, like how many people have really watched Larry Nance where they're like gonna shit all over him right now? Like he's a solid guy. He gives you, you know, a little bit on offense, a little bit on defense. He's like weirdly not a great free throw shooter, but like he's a solid player that can Perfect certainly contribute and, and fit rotation. We're not talking about why is Semi playing way too much or why is Javante Green playing way too much? Like we never have to talk about the, that again. You, yeah. you get like it's a guy like, yeah. yeah, and you don't have to give up Rob, or or at least you you make sure you don't. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you get what you, you pay for, though. Ways. Yeah, but that's is- I like these. I like the guys you you have to give up less for who are right. going to give you approximate value to the guys you're going to have to sell out for. So like, it, you know, if you talk about it, trade assets are coins. If Jeremy Grant's going to cost you. 12 coins and Vucevic 15, but you can get Nance for five. I'd take Nance for five. You know, like, I mean, it's like, it, that's you're probably how the Celtics here approach it too. Talking Bitcoin? Because that's a lot. You may give up a lot less there to make it happen. It could be a pick and one player who isn't one of the ones you're super worried about giving up. And, right. and that might be good, you know? Yeah, but you yeah, talk I about a glue guy. And, and sorry, I just want to get this in real quick before I forget, Bobby. You talk about a glue guy, and I'm, I'm so happy you brought up Gordon Hayward because he's very reminiscent of that. Maybe not his game, but what he would be for, to this team in, in Harrison Barnes. Right? I love you talk, it. You talk about that sort of value and someone who doesn't need a whole lot of touches, doesn't need to put the ball on the floor to be effective. I mean, I just think when you look at the value he is on this team compared to others, I, I just think it's worth the it's worth the risk because and of that. And so the, this is where I'm with Joe Sway because – you need to make a move right now that's going to put you up with the contenders in the East, or else you're just kind of patching a hole. And wow, you might you might not lose round one now because the team's so disjointed and screwed up depth wise. But you have a nice piece like Nance in there to play some minutes and be a little more reliable. I think since you have this TP, since you have some assets right now, like using Rob as an example, you got to get aggressive right now, whether it be with the picks or with some of these young players. And you got to shoot for a guy like Barnes, who I think raises your ceiling. Joe Sway's right. I would go higher for that Vucevic option because I think that's – Jimmy talks about selling Rob at the right price. And I wouldn't be thrilled to give up mm-hmm. Rob for Vucevic, but I, I'd feel better about giving up Rob for Vucevic than Barnes because he's just a bigger impact, higher-level player, 
you know, more overwhelming yeah, force on the floor. Would it for either body? I would do it for both, man. No, he <laughs> like, said he I'm, would. No, I would for Vucevic. I'd be, I'd be dying. I'd hate to oh, see oh, him go, but I would do it. Oh, okay. That yeah, makes more would, sense. Like, if you're gonna trade Rob, it's gotta be for a guy that's like an All Star or a player that's like already been there, done that. So, I, I don't mean, think I don't think Rob is worth that. So that's the thing that 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 money doesn't translate. You know that Rob that Rob stock doesn't translate into that. You know, <laughs> the Vucevic on the one's gonna be hefty. I think you're talking Neesmith, Langford, Rob, and then picks. Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be a haul. There's a reason they put massive on that. But if you can come out of that with Vucevic starting. Per- the asking price starts at seven first rounders. Again, in any situation here, and I know you guys don't want to hear it, but I am going all in on any of these picks. whatsoever. even if you have to go deep into the future with them, just get rid of them. You don't need. That's the least thing they need right now. On the chat, we've now nicknamed, we've now nicknamed Bobby Davis. I Bobby. thought the whole thing was Justice Winslow ongoing joke. Like I, I didn't know you were actually like you thought that something. All was- right, but that's a completely different situation. <laughs> At that point, the Celtics didn't have their core players. Then they drafted them, and then Ainge held on to all oh, those yeah, picks yeah. because he wanted. This is where Ainge screwed up, and this is why I really want to see him get aggressive with those picks now because he held on to more picks, thinking he was going to get another Brown, another Tatum, another like he was just going to keep stacking young players. And I even if they did another massive trade, even if they did do that, that's not how basketball works. All because of Anthony Davis, maybe. Yes. But it I really also was. think like he he thought really like was. once once the Brooklyn we gotta, thing we gotta hold on to the entire war chest for Anthony Davis, <laughs> and then Frank Kyrie's like, look what he did with Garnett. Like I don't blame him. Like that was literally his thought process going into the the. the Anthony Davis plan, you know? Like <laughs> I don't know though, because even after the Davis Kyrie, game, Quick said it. Kyrie left and the whole plan got effed. That was the plan. The plan was stockpile, move all of them yeah. for your superstar. Pack, I don't the, know though. Mike Ditka trades everybody for Ricky Williams, puts a cigar in his mouth, goes home. That's what they wanted to do. The whole <laughs> shebang take everything we have, the entire Here's- war chest. And give me Anthony Davis and good night. That was it. And it didn't Here's happen. the thing, though. Everyone wants us to do it. Let's just do it. Let's, let's go. In 2019, they used four picks. And then the next year, the most recent year we're looking at, they used three. So, again, we're looking at even after that Davis situation, they still use them. They're still dreaming. You know why they used them, right? They had to. Because nobody would. nobody wanted them. Right. They, they, they were trying to package a couple to move up a spot. Nobody wanted any of them. Yeah, that whole just well, what they could have done in nineteen was package quite a few. You know, like, what year was that? Which one? The one they couldn't move. They tried to p- take four picks to move up three oh, spots. Um, that had that was fourteen. That was the Rosier league. Rosier year. Fifteen then. Yeah. yeah. Fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. They got Rosier, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, Justice Winslow. No, you talk about when they tried to trade for Winslow for that pick. Winslow, for the they tried to get up to ten and couldn't get there. They yeah, tried f- to, yeah, fifteen. Winslow's yeah. Game. That would have been Rozier, right? Yeah, twenty fifteen. Rozier and Hunter. Rozier and Hunter. They took Rozier and uh, what was it fourteen, and then Hunter sixteen. 20. I thought, but yeah, yeah, sixteen. Hunter was 20, 23, 24, 20, somewhere there. Twenty-three. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Anyways. Matter. Yeah, I like RJ Hunter. Though. Anyways, I'm I'm on the I'm listen. I've already said on numerous shows I'm not on the make a massive trade side of things this year. I don't think that that makes sense. 
I don't think they're good enough to win with I don't I don't know. I, I, I'm not on that side. I think it's a panic move they did at the deadline. I want to hold on to the TPE. I want to hold on to Rob until the offseason. I think Rob will be worth more than if you want to trade him. I'm not saying you should, but you'll get a better idea of what you need, what what you ultimately came up short on in the playoffs, if you do. And you kind of go from there. I mean, I think right now if they make it true, it's a panic move to replace Hayward mid-season, which I just don't think is a good long-term move. <laughs> Panicking. There, all right, so there's no rush, but you keep saying that, and then all of a sudden more draft picks pass, and then more opportunities I don't want to draft by. all the players either. I just don't want to rush into a There's a no more yeah, but the players. It's one pick a year now. The the war, the, the, the assets right. are gone. They're done here. They, the they have one pick per year. Now. And Bobby, by the way, if you look at the roster, they might need a couple of those picks in the next 5 years because if you if you take a look, half this team's not going to be on the uh, not going to be the in same the thing NBA. every year, Jimmy. We get working at UPS in, in 3 years, Bobby. <laughs> we get with we you. get <laughs> yeah. we get excited about those picks every year, and then we realize, oh crap! No, we don't. Tatum, you know, they, they can't come in and impact right away, and then we freak out because they don't play a ton, because that's how it works with rookies. It's the same thing every we single year. You need veterans on this team. It's it's a roster. I understand, that, but you're talking about Jeff Teague type veterans at this point. When you just leave your bottom of the barrel. Oh, great! The then Kyrie leaving set off a freaking bomb. Okay, that nobody saw coming, and then they tried to adjust the roster on the fly. So they've been patching together whatever they could do to construct a semi-competent, you know, uh, a roster. We were worried about last year's roster. They went to the conference finals, and then and forced to actually draft the rookies because you actually needed the bodies to play. This is actually, they needed these guys. They didn't have other options at this point because they had to move so many pieces around to make Kemba work. And then you sell Baines and sell Cantor and all of this stuff. And you're giving away professional basketball players to be able to get enough decent stars. You're just hemorrhaging actual pro players. You had to welcome these rookies into them. You've got Javante Green playing rotation minutes. Like this is, they're, they're desperate right now. They, they actually had to make these picks this year. They needed they needed warm bodies. Uh, it's just every the, the 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 set of events that were set into motion when that happened really messed with the really messed with the franchise. Yeah, twenty nineteen cost them, but not just because of that, because of the fact that they missed those picks in particular. And they missed. And then, and yeah. then uh, you know, at that point, they probably had about four or five, six picks maybe at their disposal to try to get a guy like Hero in that draft or someone else further up the board that. Again, I, I, who knows what they were offering at that time. Maybe they did offer six picks for Hero, and Miami still said no. Whoever they would have moved up to still said no. We'll never know. But I don't imagine that's what they did. Is Neesmith really going to be a bust? I'm not getting into it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is my Joe point Sway's on the rookies. Like, I'm not talking about Neesmith. No sways like, see ya. No, I don't, I'm not. I, listen, I don't think Neesmith is a bust yet. I think it's a very, very difficult year for rookies. There are obviously going to be some rookies who are just naturally gifted and are ready to go. And some rookies that need that full off season, need that immersion into the organization or the playbook or whatever it is. It's tough for rookies to join a good team and fit in right away too. So I'm not going to say Neesmith's a bust. He's just, it's just not going to be a good year for him. So he's going to need to have a really, really good summer and a really, really good preseason and show that he's ready for the NBA. I just don't think he's ready. He's not. Yeah, he looks. It looks so bad. Jeff Teague, on the other hand, has been in the league for, you know, what, 12 years. 
and can just sort of slide in and do his thing and be Jeff Teague. Aaron Neesmith doesn't really even know who Aaron Neesmith is yet, so it's hard for him to be like, hey, go out there and just play your game. Like, he doesn't even know, know what his but game like, is. Other game rookies game. aren't this bad. Uh, he's worse than other rookies. That's pretty evident, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily a bust in his own right. It doesn't no, matter. Bad, oh, shit. I, 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 I John. It could take him a while, but it won't matter for this team, and they kind of needed immediate help. And that's the risk of going for immediate help in the draft. Even it, when you look at Pritchard, that, that was sort of a pick for need. And they're super fortunate. It went the way it did. But if that didn't work, no one would have been surprised. You know, oh, it's just the nature of the beast. Don't Joe Forte him. That's, that's not mean. Nice. That's really that's, mean. That was, that was Red Arbeck's last thing he did. He's not He's not on the bench rocking throwbacks and baggy jeans. Come on. <laughs> Yo, Joe Forte used to, man. <laughs> like, it was like he wanted the attention. Like, every, everyone's going to see me dressed up on the bench tonight. Like, I'm not no, playing, but... He, you guys know the Joe Forte read our backstory, right? Yeah. It's basically the last thing he was ever allowed to do. That's the and only he, reason they drafted him because he was he was obsessed. Yeah, like he was like, I, I want this guy banging his whatever. And, and it was they his were like, dying okay. wish. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so the last thing he said was Joe Forte. Yeah. <laughs> I got I can hey, hear John. I'll be right guess back. he earned it. Um so last one we'll talk about, we'll bring it up. Um, and Bobby, I think, I, I don't know which one your favorite is, Bobby, because I know you like them both. Um, but obviously we have the um, the uh, the Grant uh, yeah. one. I'll go so, as far as, I'll go as far as to say if Grant could become a Celtic, the finals pushes back on. I mean, that's how good he would fit here. That's how great he is. I just don't believe he's available. Yeah. And that's where I land too. I can't see Good. why Detroit would 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 shop him. I've never yeah. heard it. While teams might aggressively pursue him, I have no idea what Detroit gains unless it's a godfather offer. Yeah, I think people look at it the same way a lot of fans are and a lot of media people are. They're saying, oh, Detroit stinks. Why would he stay there? Why would they keep him? Just dump him. He's a little older side. But there's something – there's a plan there. They came into this year not intending to win. They're going to benefit from being as bad as they are this year. Then all of a sudden they have a young star to pair with him. I don't think there's feasibly anything the Celtics or most other teams could offer that would, you know, get them off that. They were they were chastised for signing him. Like, why would you give this guy twenty million? He's a role guy, blah blah blah, and it's worked perfectly. So why are you gonna reverse on that? Not only from an agent perspective and a player respect perspective around the league and dump him for whatever. I, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. I think he has a plan and Detroit has a plan that people are just ignoring right now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's all spe uh, mostly spe speculative. Well, obviously there's a report that the Suns are going to do their best to try to you know put a deal together, but there's no way they could come even close to, to putting anything together that Detroit's going to say, all right, yeah, we're going to you know give up this guy because they're going to look for multiple pieces. And I don't think there's much of anything that the Celtics have uh, that, or at least that they're willing to part with that'll that'll get this one done. Yeah, it's too bad. Maybe in another time with a different asset base, they would have been able to get something like this done, but it's not even close right now. And it, I said this earlier, he would be better here than Gordon Hayward was. Like, that's how much I would love that fit. And he's continuing to rise, but it's going to be in Detroit. It's not going to be here. Who, yeah. who, who, who said, like, where is this coming from that Jeremy, I know it came from Shams, but like, Who's telling him that Jeremy Grant is a top trade target for the Celtics? I think that's it. Boston wants him. Detroit doesn't want to give him up. 
Right. I, I believe that means they're interested in Grant. Not that yeah. there's any actual, you know, chance that Detroit trade. We have no idea. That's what the thing. This is what sucks here. I can want anything. I want that house, three houses down, because it's much bigger than mine. But they're not selling it right now. So like, <laughs> nor will no. give it to what I'm willing to pay. So, like, what's the point of saying like John's in the John's top house is that one? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> right? You should say if if there are reports that Detroit is entertaining offers, different right. story. But yeah, I've never understood. I've never heard a thing about that. Well, it's what you do is you put a little note in the mailbox. You say, hey. You know, love your house, willing to pay a little bit more than what it's listed at and on the Redfin. Like, so yeah, what would you offer for Grant? What's his hell worth? Let me know if you're interested. Here's my number. You put it in the mailbox. All of a sudden, you might have yourself a deal. Yeah, that's a good cut point, out, Jimmy. Cut out I, the realtor. I think what it shows is that they're going to make a substantial offer for him. So who knows if that'll move things at all? I would give up quite a bit for him. I, I think that pushes you far enough in the championship direction that you would get aggressive here and multiple years all that stuff we talk about picks picks galore what do you want Detroit you get all the picks again I think it's still going to fall short in the end I would even consider giving up smart for him I really would but I don't know if that matters even either like I just think he is he you talk about wing shooting defense size ball handling he's everything Hayward was and more and he's continuing to get better at this point. This is his first good year. He's been on five teams. Yeah, he was really good in Denver. They made the West Finals he was too. Pretty good. He had a good ending run with Denver and helped them make the West Finals. Oklahoma, he was pretty good. That's obviously what landed him the contract. But his his he'd never averaged more than twelve points a game prior to this year. So you do you are definitely looking at a little bit of good player bad team scenario where he's got 23 points in Detroit, but on a real team, he's, he's, he's averaging 16 points a game. So le- that's who, that's probably closer to who he is. So we got to be careful before you say, oh, he's a top wing or, or blah, blah, blah. He's a really a third, fourth option on a good team, you know? And, and, he, and he should be treated as such when you're talking about what you're willing to give up for him. I like him, but you got to be realistic. Well, that's the he's, other thing. He's the fourth option on the Celtics. Right, it's, it's it's what would he be on the Celtics, right? Because you, you on a bring a player, team. on a but you bring team. a player onto the Celtics though, and he, automatically you're going to be behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and you know probably yeah, he's Kemba so Walker. Fit to play in that I way, like everything about his game, but again, you have to treat the asset for what it is, which is realistically a third or fourth component to your team. What's his contract? To a winning team, not superstar level inserted as he becomes one of your two best players. He's the best player on Detroit right now. He's the fourth best player on the Celtics. He's three years somewhere in the 20s, low 20s. So pretty good pretty good money, I mean, considering what you were going to give Gordon Hayward. Two, more, two years after this, I think, 20 flat or in the, right around there. Yeah, His money's not bad. And that's another reason why it makes no sense Detroit would trade him. Right, for, yeah. for what the Celtics can offer. I'm not sure give up a haul. Like, we, we talked about the Vucevic package. I might... And he's in year one. He's got two I... years left. Yeah. Yeah. That's a trade that would, re- where the, that would require Rob to go. Oh, yeah, and I would. Sure. I, I and just seven think... firsts. And seven yeah. firsts, yeah. I, I just think. Flip three more. I, I just think he would really move the needle. In many of the ways Joe Sway said on Barnes, I think Grant would be an even better fit in that kind of role. Tobias yeah. Harris is beasting this year because he has he a coach who knows how to coach him. He is. 
but a pretty good comp there. Is is it? He's a third or fourth type of player on a, on a good team. And, and Philly looks like they can win it all. To, yeah, I was gonna say Tobias Harris might be the difference in them winning. You know, I'm not saying he's bad. All I'm saying is when you're looking at sure. a compensation package, you have to factor in that you're trading for a guy who is realistically more like this than he but is. That's what the Celtics need right now. The top of their roster set, they need I like know, an elite, elite role guy. Big packages you're talking about with multiple first round draft picks for star players. This is not a star player. Listen, I'm taking the whole. How much you need him? That this is not a star player. He's uh, good. On trade deadline day, I'm taking the whole box of future Ferris and just dumping them in the Boston Harbor. I'm done with them. I don't want to even think about a draft for a couple of years. Show to come. us where on the doll the first round picks touched you, Bobby. Like when well, you're so. <laughs> <laughs> You're so 2019 anti anti picks like like dude you you know that like the rosters change over every year and like you need you need young bodies to like eventually you have spots. to have some you can't have semi forever hey tell that to Brooklyn Brooklyn feels pretty good about winning it all this year and I don't think they're gonna be upset in a few years when they're in trouble but players gotta get aggressive listen if we're talking James Harden that that's a little different. And the other thing is I think players will be a lot more likely to want to go play in Brooklyn if Durant and Kyrie and Harden are there. Um, but you're right. That was a risk, too. They, they definitely made a risk. But guess what? They also had two studs that allowed them not to have to give seven first-round picks. They gave away Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, two players that – if you're lucky if Rob has the value of, of you know, a Karis LeVert someday. You're lucky if that, if that ever happens. That's you true, but the seven picks were a big deal for Houston in particular. I mean, that's what they wanted at the end of the day. The other stuff went elsewhere. So you never know. You never know what's going to entice a team. You never know what's going to entice a player. And we didn't get to talk about All-Star tonight, but Tatum, Brown, they get to go down there, do some work on some guys, You know, see what they can do in terms of enticing help oh. to come to Boston. We know, we know Brown wants some help. Oh. Yeah. Oh they need to work on themselves. That's what they need. Yeah, they don't need to talk about, I disagree with that. They need to mingle and make friends. They need to have an uncomfortable conversation because I don't think they've had it yet. That's what they need to do. Are you there, Josue? Really? I'm there. You guys don't see wow. it? I don't see it, especially like the last few nights. He thinks I, it's on I, Brown I think, and Tatum. I think, I think those two need to have an uncomfortable conversation. That's what I think they need to do. That you needs to happen. Other? You think they're having a tough time driving right now? I think they need to be crystal clear with each other. I don't know if they're, they're having a tough time jiving, but I don't think the message is clear, or at least the way they envision things, maybe they're not completely on the same page. Like, do you guys really think that these two have, have had like a, a, a serious sit down? Like, honestly, like, do you get that impression? Because I don't I see that. This year. I don't see that. I don't see it in the body language. I, I don't mean, see the, I don't see a whole lot of rah rah moments. Shit, I don't know, man. I, I expected yeah. not a speech, but I expected some sort of dialogue, some sort of like, hey, my boy Jalen Brown been working his ass off for years. And my guy's on the all-star team, damn it. Freaking, where's his flowers, you know? You remember <laughs> Jalen's interview a year never ago? Just wait, you remember that interview Jalen did about a year ago when he was talking about Tatum? He's like, yeah, when I first met him, I didn't really like him. Just yeah, kidding. Right. And I'm He's like, like no, just kidding. But not right. really. He's totally not like me at all. And we don't yeah. really don't have totally different yeah. personalities. We're, we're completely different. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Fire and Ice or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 But it was basically like, I, I think he's kind of a nerd. And like, he's not like yeah. me at all. And like, we definitely don't spend any time together. But it's not a matter of, I don't think they don't like, it's not like they don't fuck with each other. I, yeah, I just think like, it's a matter of, they like, they don't really, you think these two hang out on the reg? Like, you think they 
to each other every day. Like, yo, I just thought of something the other day that you think they have that kind of relationship? It's not right. even close. Uh, they'd, they'd never, they'd never be friends if they weren't thrust into a situation. They don't have that kind of relationship. Right, exactly. I mean, dude. Jalen Brown had went up to Bradley Beal. It's like he wanted to, you couldn't stop hugging him. Right. You think Jalen wants someone else to come in and take more shots from him? Like the guy's starved for more attention. You think he wants to go in there and lobby for a third star? He's like, no, man, just pass me the ball a little. Or was the thing is like in the bubble, it was like Jalen Brown and Donovan Mitchell were like inseparable. Like they were in each other's videos and like those two were like, those two looked like besties. Like, you're right. And I'm and like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum definitely don't seem to have that relationship. And like I'm not gonna pretend to know what kind of relationship they have, but it certainly doesn't you don't get the vibes like you just said, Joe Swear, you don't get the vibes that they're like super like on the same like level, I guess. I did see a little more love between those two in previous points though, particularly twenty eighteen when they're getting all those wins. You remember that game winner by Brown in Utah when Tatum was all over them. There's been moments. Twenty eighteen, think- bro? Man, yeah, I think way back, yeah, way back there. Were more close than they're closer than these guys did when they were I think it's them. it's the situation though. This year has been insanely frustrating for both of them. So Jimmy's mad there's not smiles like from end to end the TD Garden every night. I mean, they <laughs> what nineteen and seventeen like this? They've kind of stunk for most of this year. So no one's gonna be I happy. Don't... No one's no. buddying up. And this is a tough year to do that. I don't think there's a lot of team building opportunities and big meetings and stuff like that with the COVID stuff going on. So it's if, it's tough in that sense. If I'm a perennial all star, I'm talking so much smack to these two. Like you guys are chumps. You you 500 double all stars. Y'all ain't nothing. Like there's <laughs> so much trash to these guys. Like are you yeah. kidding me? So so, hey. so, so dude, so, they don't. Nobody guys, talks trash. In the I don't. Anymore. I don't want to hear about the Celtics all star duo. Want to be buddies with everybody? No, I need to. They need to freaking hang out with each other and figure out what the They need help, Joe Sway. They need help. They need to figure out how to get that help or or how to get the most out of their teammates. I don't want them being – I don't want them outside mingling separately. No, I want them together and figuring things out. And John John wants them on the couch somewhere in the outskirts of Boston. (laughs) Right. He wants them to recruit. (laughs) He wants them to have like a, you know, like a like a table set up with a selfie. Like, hey, come on down, come talk to us. You know, yeah. Here's a sign up. Here's a sign up sheet. Leave your leave your number. You know, we'll text. Yeah, you know? yeah. there's nothing we... nothing they want to do like hang out on the couch in the Boston suburbs in March. We didn't even get to um, we didn't even get to Jeff Goodman saying he he's he'd be trading. He'd be looking to trade. Uh, oh, that's that's gonna out of all star break. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. another twenty eight points a game again. <laughs> well, again, you got you got Tatum and Beal. They're gonna be buddy buddy and like you shoot it. No, you shoot it. No, you shoot know. it. You oh, know, man. starting on the all star all star game together, and Jalen's gonna be like, uh huh. <laughs> that's gonna be fun, <laughs> huh? You pass to him, huh? That's Jalen. Jalen and Jason. Yeah. Jalen and Jason are on different teams, so there could even be a stretch in this game where they're going at each other. That's going to be a little fun. The last yeah, time, though, Jeff Goodman said something about Jalen Brown, Jalen became the, the one of the top three players in the NBA. So, <laughs> yeah. so I welcome this from Jeff. What is up with Goodman and Brown? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think because like Goodman's an agent of Tatum. So I was just going to say, I was like, Goodman's a big Tatum guy, so Man, we know where Jalen he lies. Pie. Jalen probably turned him down for something like a few years back. He's like, F Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> so Tatum, Tatum and Beal on the same team starting. 
Tatum Tatum got that late that late start because Durant's out, and he was the last kid picked. He was the last kid picked. So both Tatum and Beal didn't get picked. They were the last two left, and they got both put on Durant's team. So, no superstars don't like either of those guys. I guess in the model. Yeah. No, they're not in the club. <laughs> you know, they're not club yet. They're on the outside. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hate. Tell you what, Goodman. Goodman. It, Goodman has a ton of like tons of players love Goodman because he he knows he them all from college. Yeah, yeah. They're just you like you like can't be a boomer because he has so many college friends. Like you know exactly. <laughs> all of these all of these people on that thread. Yeah, all of these people in the comments who are like he's making it up when he talks to a player. Like he's known these guys from age yeah. eighteen. They're like he's before probably. Yeah, all of them. Like, he knows Peter their parents. You. Yeah. He he had the top two. He had the top two of the top three high school recruits on his podcast at the same time, it, but heading into their senior year. Those guys are going to be a connection for the rest of his life. You know, like it, he talks to a ton of players, so he's in tight with a lot of these guys for sure. I've seen good everyone man. gets so mad when he says something like he's making it up, no. fake news. He's not no. making it up. Yeah, because he talks to people all day long, yeah. whether it's Boston or or on the road in the locker room. Like I've seen players literally like lose it when they see Goodman walk in. Like yeah. he's. He's well connected. <laughs> a lot of these guys. Yeah, he's busy. Like you know, what I'm talking about. And then he'll have like oh, yeah. this, like absolutely. He'll have like this, like passionate one-on-one with players, and like like the guy will be so into it, way more. He's than He's got the good. facial expressions. Yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Like, okay, yeah, keep going. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> dude, it's like it's like real. seeing you know, almost seeing like an old friend or seeing somebody that reminds you of home exactly. or something, right? Like right. you just like kind of put your guard down for a second. And and before you became big time, and that's a, it's important right. to establish that connection ahead of time. You know, before right. you've com- gone completely jaded and hate everybody who yeah. isn't on your team. But yeah, you know, you, you still like the people. It's a great then. take, Joe Sway, because we've never really talked about it. But you're right; like you'd love to see. Yeah, I I feel like they had it a little bit, but yeah, they do, I they agree. Do look worn down. Uh, and they could just be gassed by what's gone on this season. They might just be generally frustrated by all of it, and each each one individually is trying to do too much, and it might seem like they're not cohesive, but I don't know that they're not necessarily on the same page. I definitely think from a basketball perspective, they respect each other's games, and I think there's plenty to right. share here, but they're definitely not like – they're Close. not cut from the same cloth. Yeah, I think this I year – any angst between the two like i don't think there's no, it's nothing like that when you say clashing i don't think it's anything like that i just i don't know maybe they're just not on the same page and i don't know if that if that relationship that communication line is always you know you know crystal clear i mean i, I just feel like these two aren't the type that i'm not quite sure at least that they're, they're the kind of uh, team we'll find out hitting each other up on the reg as they should be these two we'll they find- should be though, right like can we agree with that at least like they should be hitting each other like maybe you don't have to hang out with the guy but they should be talking basketball all the time, every single day, on ways right. how to make. What are we gonna better. do? How are we gonna get better? Right. Well, they yeah. they've practically been playing. They've practically been pr- playing every day this half, so that could come over this break, Joe's way. Like that's certainly a possibility. Now we'll find out about this come playoff time because I'm just looking across the league every every day, and these disasters are everywhere. I think there's a lot of mental fatigue, physical breakdowns. We're seeing the Lakers be an absolute disaster for three weeks now. I think they've been about as bad as any team in the league, and. I don't think they're feeling too bad about it right now. There's there's just stretches for teams left and right that have decimated certain 
you know, fan bases and groups of players right now that I think everybody's had the little panic moment this year. So, yeah. you know, you point at Brad, John. I think Brad's looking a little stressed. This has been a yeah, stressful. He, he is. This has been a stressful year for everybody in the league. And I mean, they have, yes. people don't like to hear it because it sounds like excuse know, making. And oh, they get paid millions. Blah blah blah. This has been a stressful year for everybody. Doesn't matter no, if you got a million or. Yeah. Oh, just rogue. Uh, Jordan, you think Jordan and Pippen text each other all the time? Oh, Tatum and Brown or Jordan and Pippen? Oh man, we got bigger issues then. If, if if Jordan and if Jordan and Pippen are compared, you can compare Tatum and Brown to Jordan and Pippen. Then this team got bigger issues. Yeah, yeah. I don't think texting existed back then, but <laughs> yeah. the, uh, just a hunch. Yeah. I'll have plenty of time to talk when they're the first two eliminated in the three-point contest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll yeah, talk yeah. on the side. Just on the bench, like shit. We missed all of them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch out! Between those two, who do you like better uh, for for this one? Tatum. I like Brown. I like Brown because he's a quicker too. release. I Tatum, you don't need the quick release. You'll get through him. You got time. Just take your time. Uh, hit him. Tatum, Tatum is like 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 when Paul went the first time. Like he needs to dribble a couple of times before he takes that shot. I'll, I don't know. I'll tell you though, Curry is. I was kind of down to Curry and Mitchell. Mitchell's been shooting so ridiculous this year that I think he might be a surprise guy in that. But Curry, like you see Curry in his practice scenarios and like pregame and all that stuff. It's like possibly bet against Curry in any sort yeah, of shooting. Like contest. it's just like nothing. Like he can just like do this shooting backwards and win. It's unreal. Tatum's gonna shoot only fallaways. That's the only reason yeah, Curry exactly. might actually That's lose. That's why I don't want to take him. Could somebody stand here really close to me so I can shoot a turnaround <laughs> jumper instead? Well, and I'd like, be worried about that with Curry, really hard too. For me. Curry might think this is too easy to win, so he might try to add a little bit of flair to it or do it some sort of more difficult way, take a Curry few steps back. All of the ones from the top of the key from, like, 15 feet back. Yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is now, like, the three-pointer is, like, kind of boring now. Like, they honestly do need to, like, back it up Layups. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. that be great? An ultra three-point shootout with like <laughs> it would be Dame, way more fun with Dame and Curry, and you know, thirty-five feet only. You know, right? Cool. Well, that's what they're doing now, anyways. So I mean, you might as well back it up for for the uh, for the tournament. Maybe get some more people interested in something different. You know, yeah, it's gonna happen. Okay. That's my prediction. In the next couple anyway, of years, we're gonna wrap it. That could go wrong because remember when that when Steph Curry was doing that those half court heaves for like uh, what was it don't he's going to donate to a charity and it was yeah. it was virtual dunk contest that he missed like twenty two in a row and it was just getting like it was getting more awkward the more he missed. <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want those. And you realize millions of people are watching live. It's a lot more pressure than just you know goofing off before the game starts. Yeah, right. uh, we have gone ninety, so we are going to wrap it. Um, but we are. Uh, uh once again uh we're gonna probably take a couple days we're around for breaking news for sure so we will do something if something happens um uh during this uh little break but otherwise i think we're gonna come back on monday post all-star break and reset the second half of the season first game back is thursday against the nets uh at the garden at the garden yeah. right no it was brooklyn oh no, it's brooklyn. in brooklyn yeah, yeah. just down there i'm down i will go to brooklyn yeah, go. I love Brooklyn. Second half. Brooklyn. It's a nice stadium. All right, we'll talk. We'll it's weird, it. though. I don't like it that much. The, it's the, uh, the upper bowl is, like, so steep in that. I don't know if you guys have oh, ever that's said it up a, there. Yeah. If they can get a real crowd in there like they used to in New Jersey, that's a great stadium design. It'll you know be an the, electric atmosphere. 
you know they pay a court or not pay them but they give the a court a whole section almost of, of free tickets to, to people so they can be loud and obnoxious the whole time and that's great of course, of course they put them right next to the media section so i you know i used to have to look forward to that they, wait, wait, wait. they, they have a special section of like fans who should actually act like fans yeah exactly. <laughs> that's crazy yeah. that's almost like every section in boston <laughs> no but yeah boston you don't have to pay people like it's yeah, not exactly a, yeah, you just like, need to give them drinks TV Garden, like, drinks. Pop to, for that whereas brooklyn is like no please come we'll we'll accommodate you <laughs> you know what's been so tough for brooklyn is because new yorkers like they no matter how awful the knicks get they're never giving up on that team so they're not even going to bandwagon like kevin durant going to brooklyn so they haven't been able to get any new yorkers over and it's just no. it's brutal that's why i said it was pathetic that Durant and Kyrie chose Brooklyn and really why every star has sort of avoided the New York Knicks spotlight. I understand that front office is a, is a mess and a joke, but when the New York Knicks are good, like they were back in the nineties, that is like, nothing's better. There's no more electric place to play than Madison square garden, whether it's basketball or hockey. Like, the fact <laughs> They're losing that, their mind for Julius Randall. Did you watch that game last yeah, week? Oh, it was like a madhouse. The yeah. fact that like superstar players have avoided New York city. It's, it's weak, honestly. Like, man up, and like you should want. Like, I'm stunned that LeBron never ended up in New York. I really am. I thought for sure he it's, was going to end up there. The world is better when 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 the Knicks when so when much New, better when New York, Philly, and Boston have good teams. The entire league benefits. Like, these are great so cities better. to have good basketball in. And All, like, if you're, I yeah. can't believe the Knicks have been irrelevant for this long. It's stunning. It's it's, it's almost it's it's harder to be this bad than it would have been to contend for a title. Being the freaking Knicks, You're the everyone Knicks, wants like, to play for the Knicks. They used uh, to. That Phil like, Jackson run. That Phil Jackson run tanked it. But the like Dolan. if you're if, if, yeah. you're, if you're if you're if the Knicks are if the Knicks are buzzing and you're on the Knicks and you're and like remember awesome. Linsanity? Remember oh. Linsanity? It was like it was so long ago now, but like. New York City oh, was that so was a special like, time. electric for Jeremy freaking Lin because it's been so long since they had anything that they could feel anything. Remember uh, the story you wrote with Kobe and all that? Like that was, was crazy. That was a special time. That was crazy. Oh. But like, like the fact that a superstar hadn't like really wanted to go there or gravities was there. And like, dude, you'd be the king of the city. Like one of the greatest cities in the whole planet. And like nobody wants to play there. I'm amazed how many Celtics fans have grown up not knowing the Knicks as a rival, you know? Yeah. Of, of like of of a Knicks game having importance. Yeah. I mean, entire generation like of fans hating the Knicks. Hating the Knicks like this being a huge deal. It's just they're such also rans and have been for so long. It's incredible. There was a glimpse that 2013 too. We were so happy to have the Philly rivalry back right. when the process finally went. But it was so weird to have Philly and New York down for so many years. You know, that those markets need good basketball teams. That those fan bases eat it up. And and like you said, Brooklyn's just never gonna be that that vibe. You're not gonna ever get that feeling or that vibe from the Brooklyn Nets. And it was like, all right, Durant wants to just go like Go to Brooklyn and just you. Show you up could. I I, I wonder if New Jersey's going to show out because New Jersey did show out during those kid years, and it's I don't know if the they're going to for Brooklyn. Yeah, It'll never be the same. Knicks so. are the Knicks are the Knicks are the Knicks. There's nothing. Yeah, nothing exactly. Like it. Um, all right, Someday. guys. We, 
We do have to wrap it. So again, good night, everybody. Thank you. Jimmy Toscano, Josue Pavone, Heavy.com, CLNS Media, Bobby Manning, Celtics Blog, CLNS Media, Boston Sports Journal. What doesn't the guy do? Also, a, 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 a pretty damn good basketball player when he's not uh, ah, getting, yeah. not getting cut out from underneath him. Yeah, getting getting <laughs> submarines. So uh, Bobby's going to wrap up. He'll be as good as ever for the second half. He's going to get some of that Kemba Walker uh, in, injection the stem cells. Marigold oh, Medical. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, true. And that's hit, gonna up, do it. Hit, hit up Marigold Medical for your yeah. uh, stem cell. 